Good morning, Raboisai. How's everybody doing? All right, Lili Nishmas Imi Rusbas Mordechai. And sponsored by Chaim Zimmerman for Rafua Shlema for Tzvi Moisha Ben Gittel. Who says, Chaim says that his father is a big fan of the Shir, especially the stories. Okay, Shkoyach. Sponsored again by Avi, a guy, the Rafur Shlema of Edward Ben Suzette. You hear this, Mordechai Ashkenazi? Where is he? Yeah, okay. And by our very good friend, sponsored by Donnie Fine, whose father Tzvi is on every night as well, every morning, in the schos of the Rafur Shlema of Yehudis Bat Sora, who will be going into complicated spinal surgery today at 7 a.m., in other words, it's happening right now. She should have a refuah shleim or a boisai, say a capital tehillim for Yehudas bad sorrow. And that her surgery should go well. Amen. Quick, quick email from Yaakov Rosner. He says, been eight, eight months now and enjoying you twice every day. That's one email. It's a, it's a combination of two. Dear Abeli, your shiurim are continuously awesome every day. Something to look forward to begin my day and to end my day watching again immediately after coming home from my regular Daf Yoimishir, three shiurim with Rav Nochem Borowski Shlita, which I went back to this week. Still hooked on your great cheer. Aha, he's having a little guilt here. So that's why he wrote it in. Okay, great. But he's still hooked on the great cheer. Won't miss for anything. You're really special in every way. The chizik you gave me through your magnificent cheer gave me great learning. During the day, during these hard times, you're truly missing forward to me in person. The biggest Hatoira, Yaakov Rosner, Yeshur Koyach. Probably not related to the famous Rabbi Rosner, otherwise, you'd be in big trouble. I want to tell you uh, so, my good friend, also my cousin in law, Elchanan Feinstein of Magadshir, tremendous Balkishran, back in the day, he was the only guy that made it from. Uh, Turo to NYU. Yeah, he scored like a perfect score in the LSAT. You know, one of these genius guys. So anyways, it's bothering me the whole day. What, Zoom is not so good, Gary? Ay ay ay. Okay. You see him messing around with my computer already. So he's bothering me about this ladder thing that we learned yesterday. It's a ladder that's 14 tfachim, and, and the wall is 10 tfachim, and you move it 4 tfachim away from the wall. It doesn't really add up. The whole Rashi, how does it work? I said, Drainish can cop. You know, Tyson's kind of discusses. What do you want from me? But anyways, he called me back later and t- told me, Gavaldik Abshad, I have to share this with you, from the Svasemis. Svasemis says that the ladder is 14 Tfachim tall. And what Rashi means by saying to move it four Tfachim, he doesn't mean these four boxes on the floor to move it four Tfachim away from the, wall, from the wall. What he means rather is getting rid of those four Tfachim that extend above the wall. Pull the ladder enough on an angle that you don't have 14 tfachim, you don't have the extra 4 tfachim on the top. And while he was telling this to me, he says, listen, a couple people contacted me and they want to know, is it true, this mice that I told them after shear? So I'll just share it with you right now. I actually got a... Are we okay, Gary? I don't know where he is. Okay. So it's not such a great whatever, but it was, it was, a, it was a story for after Shir, but because of Hanan and they called him up, and 
so I'm going to share it with you real quickly. As I used to have uh, season tickets to the Bulls. I sat um, six, nine or six rows off the court, right behind the bench. Kids are great tickets, Derek Rose. So every, every game, the famous Bulls mascot, Benny the Bull, as you come back from halftime, he would spray people with this silly, silly string stuff. So one day I come into the, into the court and he sprays me with silly string. So I whip out of my pocket two bottles and I sprayed him up like real gesund. He's like, ah, you know, like one of these. What happened was that that night it made it to the news. He said on the news, fan takes revenge of Benny the Bull. Anyway, so they're calling, he recorded it. Um, this guy, Simcha Edelman, just... Uh, sent me a voice note that he has it, he's going to look for it, because he also recorded off the news. That was the Maisa. This is the covered, um, who is it? That, uh, Chaim Zimmerman's father. Maybe you'd enjoy it. Refuah Shleim at the Chaim Zimmerman. All right. Zok Gemara. We are holding today's daf Ein Tes, Ein Chesom Beis, towards the bottom. Mole Offer. So we are talking about, you have two Chatzerois, and you have a ditch between the Chatzerois, and in this picture, you see they filled it up with straw. We'll get to that as well. What if they filled it up with dirt? So what happens is the ditch doesn't provide a mechitza between the two chatzeros. It's as if it's one chatzor because the ditch is full. It's full with a material that's a material that's that, that's going to create a sasum. It's completely full. Now says the Gemara, Malay offer. It's, so you do one Eruv, now it seems like you put some dirt in there and you didn't say anything. You didn't say, I want to be mevatalit, I'm not going to be mevatalit, it's there for, to, for good, I'm, I, might, I might use it as a storage and tomorrow I'm going to take the dirt out. So Rashi explains, we're talking about Tumas oil. So there's a dead person in the room. Now there's a very interesting concept when it comes to, to Tumas Hamez. And that is that if there's a tefach between the dead person and the ceiling, so the Tuma has where to dreze harum, so to speak. It has where to expand, where to go, and it doesn't leave the house, it doesn't leave the room. But if there's not a tefach between the mace and the ceiling, like let's say in a, in a coffin, but in this case, we're talking about a house. He filled up the entire house with dirt. And now there's less than a tefa between the dirt and the ceiling. So now that's called tuma ritzutza. The tuma has nowhere to go. It can't expand. So what does it do? It breaks out of the house. Because va'ila leaves the house all the way to Shemayim. So if you're above the house, you're walking around that, you're going to become tummy. So ba'yishimilu teven If you decide that the straw or the dirt is bottle. I, I don't want it. I'm, it's here to stay. Bottle, it becomes part of the house and therefore the tomb has nowhere to go. It runs away. Bitloy in, loy bitloy loy. So you see that even tsroirois, stones, dirt, you have to say specifically, I want to be mevatalit. And if you just put it in a ditch without saying anything, perhaps you're not mevatalit. Top of Ayn Tess. Om Ravuna. 
Says Rav Huna, and Tysus explains, Rav Huna wasn't aware exactly what's going on. He knew that there's a machloikis in Masechtas Oyalois, but he wasn't sure exactly who. So he says, Man Tano Oyalois, Rabbi Yossi. It's Rabbi Yossi. Now he was onto something, just he wasn't exact. In other words, the Gemara is saying, Machloikis Tanoim. You're right. One Tana says you have to be battle, the other Tana says you don't have to be battle. But the Gemara just wants to make sure we know who we're talking about. You're, you're okay with the idea that there's a machloikis Tanoim, but the, the name you got wrong. Rabbi Yossi is the exact opposite. Straw. We know he is not going to move it. He is there. He didn't say so specifically, says Rashi, but we understand that that's what he wants. It's like regular dirt. You don't have to know by dirt. Regular dirt. I don't know. Nobody knows. The neighbor doesn't know if you're going to take it out of the ditch. You're not going to... It's bottle. So, if I know for a fact that the straw he's not going to take out, then it's like dirt that we don't know. In other words, and it's bottle. But if it's dirt that I know for a fact, he's just putting it temporarily, but he's going to move it. Then it's like regular straw that doesn't become bottle. So, that's the exact opposite of what he just said. Our Mishnah is Rabbi And Oyal Ois are the Rabbanon. So that's one Pshat. We have two more Pshatim. Ravun Abraid, Rabbi Yeshua, Amar, Tuma, Shabbos, Karamas. He asked me a question from Oyal Ois, from Tuma Sameis, to our Sugya in Shabbos, where a person fills up a ditch with dirt, it's bottle. Over there, it's not bottle. Yeah, bottle. What's the, what's the, what's the connection between Shabbos and, and, and Tuma? What if you have a bag full of cash you're carrying on Shabbos? Obviously, you need to put it down, it's mukta, but you're going to come retrieve it after Shabbos. Yet, for Shabbos, you're mevatalit. It's mukta. You, you don't want to have anything to do with it on Shabbos. So that's a very good bit, though. I, on Sunday, you're going to come and grab it. It was Sunday. The, Five minutes before the earliest man, you're already going to be there and, and grab your cash. Okay, but for Shabbos, it's a bitl because you're not touching it. You're from Jew, you're not going to touch mukt on Shabbos, even if it's money. So when it comes to the Shabbos, even dirt is 100% bottle. Tevin, anything you can't touch on Shabbos is bottle. Don't bring me a raya from my allies. From Tumal. Even money People are mevatel for that day only. So stones, which are mukta, are batal. But straw, which is not mukta, usually, unless you have straw for cement, but straw is not mukta. So it's not. It's not batal. Ravashi Omar, bayis acharitz karamis, another pshat. Why you ask me a question from a ditch to a house with a dead person in? Vishlam acharitz, a ditch, that's between two, two yards. Obviously, you don't want a hole there. It's very dangerous. Your children are going to fall into it. You're talking about ditches that are ten fucking very dangerous. Eventually, you're going to fill it up, so it's there to be filled. Elobayis, which mishogana fills up a house, fill the ceiling with dirt. It's not a normal thing. Elobayis limitiamekoi, limitiamekoi. Is it there to fill up? So that's the difference. 
So when it comes to the house, I'm not mevatel. Why would I be mevatel dirt? Why would I be mevatel anything in my house? I want to live in the house. It happens to be, I have dirt there for whatever reason, but it's coming out soon. But when it comes to the ditch, you could assume that he wants him to it. Okay, next sugya. We're talking about the bridge. So you have this ditch. So you have two chatzerois, and you have a ditch running down the middle, and I want to bridge the gap with a bridge. So I take a piece of wood that's four tfachim wide. That's if you take the length of the wood and you put it on the narrow part of the ditch. You have the oirech of the ditch, the length of the ditch, and you have the reich of the ditch. So I put the, the, the piece of wood where I could climb over the ditch easily. But what if I take the piece of wood and I flip it? I go long side of the wood to the long side of the ditch and it looks... Something like this, Rashi explains, that it's on two pegs, beautifully depicted by the Oizvahadar. You have two pegs over here, you have a piece of wood. Now what just happened? This piece of wood has to be four tvachim. And I just took four tvachim, I put it into the ditch. Now the ditch is missing its four tvachim. The ditch just became narrower. So it's no longer a ditch that separates two chateres. So even if this piece of wood is a sliver of wood, but that sliver of wood makes it fort fachem minus a sliver, and it's no longer fort fachem. Now it's no longer fort And if you have two porches, one opposite the other. So this machlag is showing him exactly, mentioned yesterday, are they literally opposite each other on other sides of the street? Or according to Rashi, it's a little bit more boring. They're next to each other, like in an apartment building, when you have two, two porches side by side, and now I want to bridge the gap between the, the two porches. So I put a piece of wood. It's only if they're exactly at the same level. But if they're offset a little bit, one is higher than the other. Or, is offset in the height. Or zush, like an egg zoo, they're offset, they're not opposite each other. So here's a picture, a few different pictures. Uh, uh, okay, so this is Rashi right over here. I thought I, yeah, you know what, I painted it in here, hold on. So now you, can, you don't need to see this one, but here. I made it blue, so I thought it was easier to visualize here. This is Rashi. Here's porch one, porch two. You go like this. Here's the other Rishonim. It's offset. It would be the yellow line is straight. I guess the Oizvahadr likes it also a little bit more. The yellow line is straight. It's a little offset. Or according to Rashi, one porch is in, one porch is out. Great. The, the, uh, the, the some that learn... Uh, let's see if I have the picture here. I do, but it didn't come out so nice because I blew it up a little bit too much. Eh. I don't know if you can see, but this porch is wider than this porch. And the piece of wood goes like that. A little interesting shot. And here you just have a typical Zula Malamazoo. It's a nice ramp. And the question is, are people scared to go on it? 
And if they're too scared, if it's, if it's offset by more than three tfachim, people are not going to use it, they might fall, and therefore it's not a proper connection of the two chatzeres, the two gezus terois. Omarava, hodamazu, kenegedzu in, zu shlai kenegedzu, loi. If they're offset, not. Zulumalam zunami. If they're one above the other, a little higher than that, loi amor and el shiyesh, benzel, ezel, shlai How much? Three tvachim. Then they are crooked porches, but they're still within the realm of being attached to each other. Says the Mishnah. Oh, Mishnah time, we have to say Shalom Aleichem to a few people. Joe Shulman. Shalom Aleichem with Joe. How are you? And Meryl Weber, I'm going to get you again. I know, I know you don't like it so much, but Mi'od. <laughs> Boys, I want to introduce you to Mordechai Ashkenazi. He's a new guy in the Shir. Bezer Hashem from Tamar, he's changing his name on the... He just has a fake name over there. Uh, Reb Daron Kornbluth. Yeah, you're having company in a few hours. They're not even going home. The Mishpah, my wife and kids left America already. I'm here by myself. I'm waiting until I could officially go out. I didn't want to be a rush to go on the plane and people complain. So I'm waiting until Wednesday. So I think on the way from the airport, straight, they're going to the Ron's house to pick up the anical. All right. And now, after we, we had the experience with this uh, Savannah cat thing, I think she appreciates the dog a lot more. All right. I'm sorry, I didn't have time to get a cup. I apologize. Zog the Mishnah. Madbein shebein shtei chatzeroi. So we had this yesterday. We actually discussed this Mishnah. You have a haystack, hey, between two chatzeros. Gevoyas or tfachim. Ten tfachim high. What is that? That's a mechitza. I don't care what it's made out of. It can be made out of metal, it can be made out of straw. It's a mechitza. Ma'arvim shnayim ve'im ma'arvim echot. So, since that divides the two chatzeros, so obviously they can't make a combined eruv, the ma'arv individually. Now, What's interesting is that you have a wall that's edible. It's a snack for your animal. So what do you do? We're not concerned that the animals are going to eat through and through the wall. Because if they do, if they reduce the wall to, to, and make a, a giant gap that's 10 amas in there, now no one can carry. None of them have an Eruv. It's a wide open gap. And that's a big problem. What if you reduce the height of the wall? The entire wall from side to side or 10 amas, whichever is less, I guess. 10 amas is the minimum. But if the entire wall is less than 10 amas and you did the entire wall, so that's also a problem. Now it becomes open to the other one. So, less than 10 amas, if they, the animals ate into the wall and it's less than 10 amas, that's considered an opening, it's a Pesach. But if they took down the wall, now it becomes one. Omer Avuna, Ubevad So we have to remember this Ravuna, because that's what the Gemara is going to have a problem with. Ravuna says that it's okay if you take your animal... Lead him at least, and we're going to see in a second, let your animal eat off the wall. 
But you don't take the straw and put it into the, the whatever it is, the pail that you have. We're talking about straw that's not moksanel, straw that's edible for animals, not for the cement. Don't do so. Why? Because you, a human being, you're going to take a lot without realizing you're going to ruin the wall. You're going to destroy the mechitza. And if you destroy the mechitza, now you have two open chatzeros and they, they don't have an Erev anymore. Their Erev is only good as long as there's a wall. But when there's no wall, they have two open homes, chatzeros to each other, without an Erev. Ask the Gemara, oh, look, Mishari. Okay, so the guys now take the hay and put it in a pail. But you're allowed to take your animal and put him on the hay to eat. You're allowed to take your animal and put him on top of grass that's attached to the ground. Now, you now take your animal and put him on top of mukta. So, on top of grass that's in the ground, we don't have a problem because nobody is a Russia that's going to grab and rip grass out of the ground and feed it to his animal. That's it's the Raisa, Kaitzer. But uh, the Rabbanon, you know, it's the rabbis. So we're concerned. People might be even in the Rabbana. Now what's the Mukta? So Rashi says, very interesting, that since you placed this food as a Mechitza, so you're, you're Maktit Medas. You, you made it Mukta. That's the Mukta. That was one Pshat. And where's the other Pshat? He said two Pshatim. Uh, oh, or you, you're taking away from the mechitza. You're, you're, by you putting him there, you're reducing the mechitza. Okay. Says, says the Gemara. So the problem is, how can you take your animal and put him, it's mashma from Ravuna. You can't take the food directly, but you can put your animal on it. So, says the Gemara. You're not grabbing the animal by its neck. The animal starts walking this way. You start playing a game with it until he moves towards the food. You direct it, sort of, but you don't grab it and put him there. And we're not concerned. Then we're not concerned you're going to do something. All right. So Rav Huna is the one that says you can't take straw and put it in your kli. You shouldn't give it to the animal directly. So we have to remember this, this b'risa. So this b'risa, which interestingly enough, is not really lahalacha. There's many things that are not lahalacha. But we're going to bring this b'risa and we're going to explain every word in the b'risa. Vatanya. So you have a house that's between two two chatseris. Here it goes. So we had a similar case earlier, but here's the center house. You have three houses. One, two, three. They're all connected to each other. And they put straw in the center house. Filled it up. So this becomes a mechitza. This tevin in the center becomes a mechitza. So now this guy from this chatzar, you see there's another house here. This house, this house. They have to make their own, their own eruv. And the guys on this side of the wall have to make their own eruv. 
זה נויסן תוך קופוסו ויאכל, וזה נויסן תוך קופוסו ויאכל. This is a question on Rav Huna, because the, the Brisa says, this one takes the food with his hands and feeds his animal. Where Rav Huna said a second ago, you can't feed your animal directly. What if the straw goes down in level? Now you don't have a mechitza. Now what happens is these three homes, one, two, three, become one because there's nothing dividing them. So it becomes one large chatzar without a mechitza, without an eruv. So what do you want to do? What, what could you do to help your friend out? If you want to help him out. He does two things. He locks the door right over here, his door of his house. And he's mevatali relinquishes his property to this guy, to his, to his buddy. If I can't use it, it's me this daim. I can't use it. I might as well give it to him. Let him use it. What's the chiddush? The Gemara is going to explain. So it comes out, he becomes Asur because he locked himself out. And when you lock yourself out, what happens? You lock the door, so you are mevatel. You're be'etzim being mevatel. You're saying, I don't need this, I don't want it anymore. I'm mevatel. Rashi comes along and says, if so, in any situation like this, where you lock the door, you're mevatel. You're, you're, you're mevatel. Hold on. Rashi says, you always have to do this. We're going to see in a second. Rashi says, a goiv is a pit. The oiz v'hadr doesn't like it so much. He learns like toisvus. Because who puts straw in a pit? You put straw in, a, in some sort of silo that's above the ground. So here, if you have straw smack in the middle of two cities, and this city is 2,000 amas away from the straw, this city is 2,000, so this, these guys eat from the, from the right side, and these guys eat from the left side. Okay? Same halacha, like we just said by Eruv Chatzeros, we say by Tchumen. But goyv shal tevin shebein shnei tchumei shabbos. But the bottom line is, how do we explain this? It says, Mefurash, that you're allowed to grab the straw and feed your animal on Shabbos. It says the Gemara Amri, Bayis. This is different. By the way, if you want to see what it looks like, you make a wall out of straw. Here. Beautiful picture from Kalal Hashan. Straw. Ten tefachim tall. This case of straw. What's above the straw? Nothing. The sky. What's above the straw here? A ceiling. Says the Gemara, you can make a distinction. There's a ceiling. A person can gauge how much is missing based on the ceiling. He'll see, oh, I'm going below 10. He has something, it's relative to something. But when it's just there in mid-ear, he doesn't really notice that it's going below 10 tefachim. So that's the nafkimino. All right. 
נשמאת התבן מעשורת פחים, שני מסורים. Oh, by the way, there's a beautiful Rashi here that I saw, three lines from the bottom. If you look at Rashi, Dibra Maskel, Kivin Deika Tikro, he says, skip to the, to the second line. Unbelievable. He says, according to the Pshat that he said before, one of the Pshatim was that it becomes Mukta. A Mechitza, this case, becomes Mukta. Why does it become Mukta? Because I, I set it down, I put it there, I don't want to deal with it, I put it down as a mechitza, it's mukta. Says Rashi, that's good up until ten tfachim. Because a mechitza is ten tfachim. But anything above ten tfachim doesn't become mukta because of a mechitza, because halachically there's no mechitza above ten tfachim. So it's not even mukta, says Rashi. It's a tremendous chiddush. You have hay, up until ten tfachim, that's all mukta. And from ten tfachim above, not mukta. Says, if within this house, so now the Gemara is going to explain this b'raisa step by step. So we have three houses here. Call them a house, call them a, a storage facility, whatever you want to call it. Some sort of room. Room A, B, C. So the center one is full of tevin. If the level of the straw went down, the hay went down below ten tevachim, shnei masurim. Both are Asur. In other words, they can't carry, there's no Eruv here, because this becomes one giant Chatzah. Says the Gemara Asur, Shari, it's Mashma, ten Tfachim is okay. But at the end of the day, ten Tfachim is not enough, because the ceiling, let's say it's 20 Tfachim high. A normal ceiling is not ten Tfachim. You can't walk in a, in a room that has a ten Tfach ceiling. So it's obvious that the, the ceiling is higher than that. So if it's higher than that, what's going on here? We, we had a whole Shiloh, what? You're going to pass in according to this? Because we had a whole sugi, remember, with Rabbi Yehuda Sabar, who says, in the case of five people in one trackline, and, and if the, 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 the walls go up to the ceiling, they don't go up to the ceiling, then, then the Gemara passing over there like a Basilo, that if the walls don't go up to the ceiling, one Eru for everybody. In other words, it's not considered a wall. And now you're telling me that a wall that's, that, that's ten tefachim high, even though it doesn't get to the ceiling, is considered a perfect wall. So which one is it? Over there we're passing like Basilel, that if it doesn't go to the wall, if it doesn't go to the ceiling, it's not a wall. And over here you're telling me it is a wall. Says the Gemara, and we're passing like Basilel, we know Basilel is right. We're talking about a house that's actually only 13 tefachim. And you're right, the wall doesn't get to the ceiling, but it's ten tefachim, and we have lavod, so it's as if it touched the ceiling. Even in that case, Basil would agree that it's a good mechitza. So we are today's turning of the daf sponsored in memory of my mother, Shandel Bad Aaron Hirsch and Bracha, by her son, Dr. Alan Listhouse, and sponsored by the Austin and Tobias. Tobias family, I think that's how you say it. I, I just spoke actually to Justin today from, uh, from Justin from uh, Ranana. Givaldike guy. Listen to this. He's, he's not after the one or two guys, getting one or two guys this year. He went after the guy from the one minute, uh, what is it called? The, um, 
No, the one minute inspiration thing. I, 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 meaningful minute. Yeah, Yishkoyach, meaningful minute. And uh, he's supposed to interview. It's a whole podcast that 10,000 people watch, 20,000 people watch. That's what he's going. And the guy said he's masking. He wants to do it. Taka. Okay, we have to find some time. But anyways, thinking big, thinking large, geschmack. All right, so we're turning the page now. Nifter at the age of 98, So, we're talking about a house that is 10 Tfachim. Tevin doesn't reach the ceiling, but it's 7. Again, we can invoke Lovud. Now, the problem is, it doesn't, it doesn't flow well with the words. That it became less of ten. It was. It says mafurish. If there was ten and it became less, but according to you, El my masara. What does it mean? It became less than ten. It's not even ten. The wall is only seven tefachim according to you. The ceiling is ten. It says from the halacha, from the concept of ten. Because if you have a wall at seven and the ceiling is 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 three tfachim, within three tfachim of the seven, it's as if you have a wall that's ten tfachim. So the halacha of ten tfachim exists here. Now, what happens if it becomes this wall, this room, goes down in level, it becomes less than ten tfachim? Shnei masurit. Both chatseris are also. Says the Gemara, Shmamino, diyorin haboyim b'shavis asurin. That what? We have this shailah a number of times during the Masechta. What happens if something changes on Shabbos? Somebody shows up on Shabbos. Ruins your chatzah. We had the guy dies, right? Different cases. What happens if people die, people are born, whatever. Not born, but people showed up. From here it seems like that if people arrived on Shabbos, they make it usher. Why? Because these two rooms over here have nothing to do with anything. As soon as the level dropped, these two rooms, the guys from these rooms, occupy the center. Until now, the center wasn't occupied, it was considered a mechitza, it was considered a wall. But once the level drops, they both become asr. Why do they become asr? Because each one occupies the middle. It becomes one large chatzar. Oh, so you see that on Shabbos, I could occupy something and make something asr. So if guests show up, I'm by myself in my chatzar, guests show up, they'll make it asr for me. Who told you when the level dropped? Maybe the level dropped on Friday. And that's why on Shabbos, the whole chatzor is also... The what? Stop. You would, know, you would know this all by yourself? That if there's a, a room in between us that's full of wheat and it goes down on level that we can't make an Eruv? I, I wouldn't know that. I think it's a very nice... Time out. No, have you been learning this stark beforehand? Because this is like the third day in a row, man. Okay, I don't know. Did I tell you guys that they took a 250 daft test last week? It's unbelievable. I don't know. I think it's a big chiddush. You think it's not. Okay. We can talk about it. You're saying that it lessens, that definitely lessens the chiddush. That, that's for sure. So, Nachamo. Um, it happened there of Shabbos. 
See, you thought that the whole Chiddush is that it happened on Shabbos and that's why it's awesome? I think just the fact that, check this out, it's a great case. You're over here, I'm over here, and we share the center guy and we filled it with wheat. And I, because I filled it with wheat, it's considered a mechitza. And now that it went down a level, it's not a mechitza. I don't know. It's, if it happens on Shabbos, then you have the Chiddush of Deir and Abba the Shabbos. But we never spoke about that. Hello, on Omen Aleph, you never, we never mentioned the word of the Yerin Abayim B'Shavas. That's a new concept that we're asking about right now. But on Omen Aleph, you didn't say, hey, it's Pashat. You didn't say, Eli, what's going on here, it's Pashat. You thought it was a nice Chiddush on Omen Aleph. Now that I'm bringing up the, 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 the Yerin Abayim B'Shavas, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm wiggling my way out of the Yerin Abayim B'Shavas, you tell me what's the Chiddush. But we didn't even know about the Yerin Abayim B'Shavas five minutes ago. We, we said this whole case, and nobody had an issue that's a Chiddush or not a Chiddush. Fine, but what is a case, very interesting, what is a case that something does change on Shabbos? So we kind of had it, There's a, Tysus brings a case where the ger, who doesn't have Yarshim, dies heir of Shabbos. And the Jew grabs his property on Shabbos. Remember the case? So that changes, that could change what happens on Shabbos, Why? Because he had the ability to do it before Shabbos. Stop. Interesting. Okay. Case of the Oisa. So what's the idea in the Brisa? What's the Eitza? Noel is basically He does two things. Locks the door, which Rashi explains over there, that's sort of a bitl. He's telling people I'm a vatal. And he says, Mefurish, I'm a vatal, my Rishus. I don't want it anymore. You could have it. He tells his buddy, the neighbor, next to neighbor, you take my rishos, and therefore his neighbor can carry it. Says the Gemara, Tarti, you need two things. You need a lock and be mevatel. Says the Gemara, Achikama, Oi noyel as beisoy, Oi mevatel as rishos. One out of the two. You could lock, which is mevatel. Maybe Rashi says it over here. And over here Rashi says, Bechol mevatel rishos, the boy linol. Any time you mevatel rishos, you have to lock the door. Very interesting, Rashi. Taisis Mechulak. Taisis says the whole thing here that it's only in a situation when you're used to do We'll see that in a second. tarti. No, you need two. You need two things. Kiv in the doshbei asi little So since you're so used to going in and out of this storage room, so you're going to come to carry, you have to lock the door. So this is a question that, that, that people like Noam like to ask, and it's a good question. I, I, I thought about it, and I, that's why I have a little bit of a chiddush maybe. I don't know if it's a chiddush, but I think the way to learn pshat here is, because then you could just ask, so just lock the door. Right, Noam? You would, you would ask that question. So just lock the door, so then what do you need to be vatal? Once you're locking the door, I'm not going to come to, to step there. I think the answer is, and I might be wrong though, so look it up. Maybe the answer is that you have to be mevatel. Just in addition to that, you have to lock the door. So in other words, locking the door wouldn't be enough. I think that's what the Gemara might be saying. I didn't really see it anywhere, but it could be that's what the Gemara is saying. Otherwise, you have that, that obvious question, I think. Just lock the door. Why do you need two things? No, you have to do bitl. But you're going to say, okay, but according to Rashi, the locking door is bitl. Why do you have to do bitl? Okay, fine. Uh, yeah, and according to Rashi, that says you have to do this every single time. So then, how do you, how, a guy that's mevatel, how does he get in and out of his house? So Taisus says a big chiddush here. 
So he says, you can open the door and leave. It just, when you come back, close the door. You should always have it locked. In other words, it's not locked to the point that you're not allowed to open it. It's locked to the point to remind you that you shouldn't carry. But if you need to get out, you get out. Who was a chaveri mutter? Pshita. Uh, if I'm a vato my rishos to you, so I can't, do, I can't carry my chotzer, it doesn't help me, it helps you. So Ruvain gave it all to Shimon. Shimon does all his stuff, whatever he needs to do. He takes out his hay, and then Shimon in return goes back to Ruvain and gives it all back to Ruvain. He takes his rishos and the rishos he received from Ruvain gives it right back to him. And now Ruvain can do his thing. 25 minutes later, Ruvain goes and gives it back to Shimon. And every 25 minutes, they give it back to each other. So, the Chiddush is, you cannot do so. But in fact, the halacha is, if you look over here, there's no indication of halacha. The halacha is the opposite. You could be mevatl. Because we had a sugi that's a chuchavitlula. It's mamish making a joke out of chachamim. But we're not, we, we don't pass it like that. It was a concern, but we don't pass it like that. Remember this case, there's a, a bunch of straw in between two cities. Each city could go grab. In other words, what's the nafkemina between a tchum and a chatzar? And eruvi chatzeris. I could do with eruvi chatzeris. I could eat from my side, you could eat from your side. So eruvi tchum should be the same thing. What's the problem? The famous Rebbe Kiva, the Omar Tchum and the Raisa. He says the whole kinds of the Raisa. Maybe I, from the right side, will come and eat a little bit off your side. And that's Issa the Raisa. Because Tchum, and that's a little bit more Chamor, a lot more Chamor than the Rabbanon part of Tchum. So we're not, even according to Rebbe Kiva, we're not concerned. Zok is an alley. I could have 200 people living in the alley. So one way is, I could go to every single person and say, can you please give me a piece of bread? Well, my father's not home, and he come back 25 minutes later. It's a hassle. So there's another way to do it. I buy one barrel of wine, and I make sure there's enough wine in that barrel for every single person in the alley. Whatever it is, the two sudas, whatever you need. And then I say, this should be for the mother. Now, when it comes to Hilchas Kinyanim, I can't just, can't say, oh, this is yours. This is Reuben's. It doesn't work like that. Reuben has to make a Kinyan. I can't just say it. It doesn't become Reuben's. So how did I make my barrel of wine your Eruv? So, umezakilem ayidei binoi ubitoi hagdoilem. What I do is, I ask one of my children, who's an adult, to do zchiyah. He'll be a shliach for everybody else. He'll be zaycha in this barrel. They don't even have to know about it. Yizaycha in the barrel. And who else? Jewish servants, not slaves so much. Even his own wife. Even though what she's kind of, we'll see in the Gemara. In other words, his younger children, who their Metziah becomes his, they, they don't have their own Yad. Their Yad is his Yad, so it doesn't even make sense that they should do a king. It, it's like him doing his own Kenyan for them. 
It's like giving from one hand to the other. A non-Jewish slave. Very interesting Allah I just saw today in the Ramah. He brings, because discussing Tais is a whole discussion, if it's the age of the kid or that he's If you could have a child who's seven years old, doesn't live by his parents. You could have a 29-year-old, unfortunately, sitting, not ready to get married, sitting by his parents. So what is it? He's mamish by his parents' table, Yom and Velayla. So as Machlag is Rishonah, that that. But one very interesting thing I saw, that if a couple, a married son, who's married, lives by his parents, he's not considered under his father's rishus at all. He's an independent person who got married. He happens to be eating by his father's table. Just an interesting Allah. Says the Gemara, Omar Yehuda, You have to lift up, like any object that you, you're coining, you have to lift up. Tysus points out that this is a special halacha by Eruv, that only a tevach, because typically you have to lift up three tevachim. Omar Ravah. These two things that we're about to say, another one, are the elders of Pumbadisa, which is Rav Yehuda and his yeshiva. Chodaha, which we just said you have to lift up a tevach. Idoch. Hamikadish, when you make Kiddush on Shabbos. Im tam meloi lugmav. How much you have to drink from Kiddush? I always thought until this Shabbos, when I was arguing with the big Talmud Chachamir, that it's Rav Kais, whatever. That was a shtos. It's not Rav Kais, it's Rav Revius, which is Miloy Lugmov. What's Miloy Lugmov? You're a mouthful. But Taisa says it's only one cheek, one cheekful. So in our days, it's approximately somewhere in the, the realm of two ounces. If you don't drink two ounces, you don't have one cheekful, every person to their own cheek. You're not yoytza kiddush if you don't drink that amount. Just taking a sip from the kiddush, you're not yoytza. You have to drink at least one cheekful worth of the wine. Another halacha that the elders of Pumadis said. You make a fire for a woman who gave birth. On Shabbos, you light a fire. Why? Because she's a chayla, she is basakana. And we're very big into the heat, right? Heating up the water and the whole thing, and the eru. So over here, we're making a, a fire for a woman who gave birth. And some learn from this. In other words, a typical sick person. Obviously, if a sick person is going to die without you making him a fire, you need to make a fire. But in general, somebody who uh, has cancer or whatever, the fire is not going to help him like the fire helps a woman who gave birth. That's what the Gemara is saying here. You can make a fire for a woman in the winter. It doesn't make any sense to make a fire for a woman. It's 125 degrees outside. Shmuel says that if he let blood and he felt cold, you'd make a fire on Shabbos. And certainly for other chaylam. Even in the middle of the summer, if that's what he needs, that's what he needs. Another one. What's considered a Vedazara tree, a tree that they worshipped, and it's Mamish Asbana? Well, we don't know if they worshipped it. You never saw them bowing to it or anything. So you see a bunch of priests or whoever they are sitting around the tree, making sure nobody touches it. So you know, that's an Asherah tree. They don't let anybody touch the fruit. The Amri Hanet Tamri Lishichra Debe Nazareth. Not true. 
Not that they don't eat the fruit, but they say these fruit are for their yantif. These fruit, we're going to make beer out of them for the yantif. And the Shmuel and the is like Shmuel. Have a wonderful day. Nachi Gordon, Nachi Gordon. Yeah, what? I have no idea what you just said. But Yishkoyach, it's beautiful, beautiful. Simon! Simon? I don't... Oh! Ah! Yishkoyach for the email, Rabbi Yaakov. How's, how's the new shear going, Rabbi Yaakov Rosner? It's good as always. Like how many how many people you got there? The, the COVID, not COVID. What what happened over there? Well, only five or six of us are back. We used to be about the twenty-five people. Wow. Where where is it? Where does it take place? In Palichot Yerushalayim, in Ah, Harnov. I remember you were telling me all the way in the beginning, eight months ago. You were telling me about it that you just. They just closed down the shear, and that you like literally a few days later you found us, no? Something like that. That's correct. Yeah, very nice. All right. Who? Who did you say was part of it? Nachum Katz. Ah, Nachum Katz. There's a big story with Nachum Katz. You know, Nachum Katz was in charge of the minion. In a, in a neighborhood here in uh, Bet Shemesh. And nobody could believe that he left that minion. Because he was like the first one. He started the minion, the first one there every day. and blah, blah, blah. But he had to give it up for Daphne Yomi. Rabbi, Renana? What do you say about Renana? Who's this guy from Renana you're mentioning? J- Jonathan Austin. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he sponsors the turning of the daf. I actually just saw him on. I saw him on now. I saw him on a few minutes ago. He probably left already. Yeah, Donnie Kramer I haven't seen. Where is he? Where's Donnie Kramer? Ah, uh, you should tell me. I'll say something to him. Hold on, I gotta turn off.